Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing attorney Brian Yarnell. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. All right, couple disclaimers before we get started. Brian is an attorney in the state of Florida. If you are not in the state of Florida, please seek representation where you are. We are not giving any legal advice on today's podcast. And a special shout out to uh, financial advisor Robert Lehman, who originally connected us. Um, Brian, let's go back in time a little bit. What inspired you to go to law school in the first place? Well, uh, when I was young, I read a lot of Louis L'Amour books, which are Westerns. And uh, his heroes always had a Blackstone in their saddlebag and always was about law and order. So, you know, that's why I became a lawyer, to defend the helpless. And then when some... And then when you graduated law school, how did you arrive at the areas of specialization that you have today? Well, you know, I started out at some big firms where I did some different types of practices. But as I transitioned to a smaller firm, you represent smaller businesses. You know, big firms represent national corporations, that sort of thing. Uh, Small firms represent small businesses. And so mostly I represent people who are starting their own business. And I've worked my way into it over 25 years of doing transactions for clients as they come up. That makes a lot of sense. Now, what are some of the biggest issues that you see small business owners facing that you're able to help them with? Well, the very first issue all of them have if they're starting a fresh business is to understand the tax implications of what they're doing. Um, you know, I can set up any type of entity they want, an LLC, a corporation, partnership, whatever it may be, but they need to understand the tax implications. For instance, if you don't want to have double taxation on your LLC, your limited liability company, you need to make what's called an S election. But you can only make an S election if the LLC is owned by individuals. You can't have another LLC on the LLC. That's an example of a tax issue. Sure. I don't really know the full answer to that because I'm not a tax lawyer, but I know from having dealt with business owners, this is an issue. Um, the, you know, the other issues you face, it's a small, closely held corporation. People get into business together because they like one another. They're professionals with one another. But do they want to be in business 
with their partner's family members when they die. So you have to do some succession planning to figure out, okay, if one of us dies, does the uh, family have to give up their interest? Does the family need to be bought out? Um, are they going to be allowed to continue as owners but have no say in management? So they'll get their share of profits, um, this sort of thing. And you can do that in what's called an operating agreement, which is essentially like a partnership agreement, but it's for a limited liability company. And I suggest people go into limited liability companies instead of partnerships because you can do the same thing as a partnership with an operating agreement setting forth everybody's rights, duties, powers, obligations, all of it. And you get the benefit of being in an LLC with limited liability, which you don't get unless you're a limited partner of a general partnership. So there are a whole bunch of advantages to a limited liability corporation or a corporation, except that corporations have more strict legal requirements than limited liability companies. I'm just going on. I know <laughs> that's what we want. That is very helpful. So that certainly talks about entity selection and the setup. Now let's assume that it's a client that, you know, has been in business for a while. What are some of the issues that you're running into there? I had an unusual issue happen last year. A person came to me who set up their own business transaction and bought a business, a real estate business. And they did nothing to check whether or not they had to have a license to be a realtor. Oh, boy. So they ended up owning a real estate business, collecting rents because they're managing properties as a realtor. <laughs> and it's you can't do that. <laughs> Sooner or later, the government's coming. So he had to get a realtor to qualify his business. And this happens in a lot of businesses where you you setting up a business and you need to have certain types of licenses. And if you don't go to an attorney, a lot of times you won't find that out until it's too late. Um, so, but with established businesses, they come to me needing agreements. They come to me needing to enforce some right of theirs on a contract, or they send an invoice out for services or goods, and then they come to me, they haven't been paid. So I help them get paid. Um, I, I basically do soup to nuts with small businesses. I do their litigation and their transaction, um, because they're small. And usually the litigation is something that isn't too large. When it gets too large, it's not that I can't handle it. Then I'm advising my client to settle it because the expense of large lawsuits can drive a business out of business. Um, you know, it's it, business owners come to me on principle. And as soon as I explain to them, principle is expensive. Then it becomes about, okay, what sort of money can we get out of this problem? And so trying to keep them from being too aggressive legally because it can have a counterproductive effect. I'm just going on. You're, please do. So how has the pandemic changed how you're helping clients, where you're helping them and the issues that they're facing? Well, I live in Florida. So the COVID issues haven't been that much. You live in the land of the free. I'm in the land of the free. I mean, at first there were some issues, I mean, especially at the courthouse, but now the practice of law has changed significantly 
when it comes to in-court proceedings. They just hardly ever exist now. So everything's from your computer, just like this. And it's just as good. It's been my experience. And it makes it easier on my business clients if they get into disputes because we can take depositions by Zoom, we can meet by Zoom. People don't want to travel to my office anymore. Now that they've learned how to use Zoom, they can get everything that they have in an in-person meeting except my bad breath. So, Fair enough. Now, uh, has it affected your client? How has it affected your client's companies at all? Well, that's a different some story. of our restaurant business owners that we represent are suffering um, because of all the slowdown in their business in 2020 and which continued into 2021 because even though florida was pretty much open uh, there were some restrictions at first that kind of harmed the businesses in the restaurant industry the other business the construction because we we represent a lot of construction uh companies and their business just boomed you know, it, that came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, we had a, a everybody building in the world, uh, down, especially down here in Florida. Uh, I live in a little town, and I like living in a little town. It's I, I work in Melbourne. I live in a town called Sebastian. And uh, they're just building up everything now. Just, so Florida is becoming crowded again. You uh, help your clients achieve success. What's your biggest challenge now? Personally? Yeah. Business -wise? Professionally, but yeah. Business-wise, it's uh, things are starting to slow down a little bit. Um, there, you know, there's a lot of volatility out there. And so people are starting to tighten their wallets. And, but they still come to me because my good clients understand that they're going to get value for having legal advice on the front end of transactions. Because the worst thing that happens is they do a transaction by themselves, they don't use the right form or they don't use the right contract or worse yet, they go out on the internet and do a search for the type of form they think they're looking for. And then they get a form and then they proceed to change it without knowing anything about what effect that will have on the legality of it. So that's a, that's something that we try to dissuade. That's exactly what happened to the guy who bought the real estate business without having a realtor there to qualify the business. So that's that's kind of where it's at. Yeah, absolutely. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? I like helping people. You know, uh, I I believe that because uh, I do both litigation and transactions, and I I, I firmly believe that. You can be assertive and you don't have to be mean and nasty in court and dealing with other lawyers. A lot of times, even in transactions, lawyers want to try to be confrontational because they think they're going to get something better for their client. But in my experience, it just makes it longer to get to the <laughs> solution <laughs> because you're trying to be reasonable. And on the business side, you always want to try to be reasonable. Um, my biggest thing is to get clients away from what's annoyed them and try to get them just to look at the dollars and cents and make it make sense that way. You mentioned, obviously, uh, you know, 25 plus years of experience. How are clients finding you now? Internet. 
everything's the internet anymore. Word of mouth still some, you know, because I've been doing it a while, but a lot of it's the internet, you know. For our folks viewing and listening who might be in Florida, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you? Well, I actually work at a law firm now called Vocal Offices, and it, they would just go to voclawoffices.com. Is that V-O-L-K? Yeah, V-O-L-K-L-A-W-O-F-F-I-C-E-S.com. All right. Well, this has been Seth Green with Brian Yarnell of voclawoffices.com. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. You all have a nice day. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Again, thanks to Robert Lehman for the introduction. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.